On this episode of the Back It Up Pod, we talk about our yearly whooping of the bears in Lambo. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod. Get up, Packers podcast. This is Ryan Jordan, as always, by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Yes, that is a win. <laughs> We're back. Back in the win column. That felt oh, so the, good. You got a nice crack there. It was okay. No Miller Lite crack. No, it's a local IPA we're doing here. Uh, now we lost credibility with half of our listeners. But uh, I... Uh, I I, f- we, I feel like we talk about it a lot because we've talked about it now seven times about this is one of the best rivalries in sports, but it is a runaway train in the Packers' favor. In the last 28 matchups dating back to 2009, the Packers have now won 24 of 28 games, which is just, I, I mean, were you at all nervous? Yes. After the you first were? drive? After the first drive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who wasn't yeah chicago looked good on that first drive oh we made him look real good i mean montgomery looked good all game yeah he did. Uh, yeah i was nervous after that first drive and we settled for a field goal we made it look a little harder than it had to be but luckily we came back and put a drive and i'm like all right game on it's gonna be higher scoring than we predicted uh but then the defense was like nope enough of that we're gonna we're gonna find our identity here tonight the last time that the Bears won in Lambeau was 2015 when Devontae Adams only had two catches for 14 yards. So on that anniversary, he had two catches for 12 yards, and we actually had five <laughs> Packers with more receiving yards, but the media will never yeah. tell you that. Where was that graphic? <laughs> so final score 27 to 10. Packers probably could have added a few more points. The Bears probably could have had that touchdown. But either way, 17 points, and I believe somebody had talked about on Good Morning Football that the average win margin for, for Rodgers in a Bears game is now up to 15.5 points per. So it is not only winning, but they are not not as, as close uh, as some other. And so let's start with our defense. Justin Fields had seven completions for 70 yards. Montgomery and Herbert, I think, yeah, they were solid running back duo. And I, 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 similar to what we had said in the Minnesota game, I'm glad they didn't keep feeding them as much as they probably could. Yeah. But then again, when you have no passing uh, ability outside of a random EQ 30 yarder, it felt like, yes, bad first drive. But after that, pretty solid including i want to say four or five straight three and outs at one point so how do we feel about this defense finally getting back into a bit of a groove you liked what they put on film after the first drive like you said montgomery was fun to watch like how montgomery only had i guess he had 17 touches but 15 carries like man if you don't trust your quarterback to throw run that guy 25 times because he was good and we weren't tackling well uh, I, there's definitely some things to shore up on that defense, but if you're holding any NFL team to 10 points, you did a lot of things right. So 
focusing on the positives. We we said it would be low scoring. I, I was Josh and I both had a twenty to ten prediction. We were just a touchdown off, and at the same side, Ryan's like it'll be a blowout. And it was a blowout, so I think we were all pretty spot on with that. <laughs> and we said they weren't going to be able to pass the ball because they don't have weapons, right? And we shut down Darnell Mooney, one catch minus four yards. Komet gets nothing. EQ opens up on a flea flicker and a pass the line of scrimmage pass. They just don't have the weapons yet. It, like the announcers, I think, made a good point. you got to like what Chicago's doing in a slow build process, which I think is the only way to do it in the NFL if you're not the L.A. Rams. Uh, but they're not there yet, and, and we had to make that statement. You know, I, I didn't look at the numbers, the stats, until right before we jumped on. But they were down seven, no, 13 points, right, going into half, or 17. 17 oh, I thought points. you were saying us. Um, yeah, it's 17 points. Yeah. yeah, 17 points going into half. And Justin Fields only had 11 passing attempts in the whole game. Like, that's what blew my mind. And then, yes, on, on <clears throat> yes, we're being positive, but negative. Both running backs averaged over eight yards a carry. 8.1 for David Montgomery, 9.5 for Khalil Herbert. Yes, he had one large one and only four rushes, but that's a glaring sign. So this rush defense that we spent a lot of money on in the offseason, if we can't handle the Bears, who are a top well, running team, they are a good running team, but we need to shore that up for sure. We handled Dalvin Cook just fine, so we're, we're batting 50%, 50 on, 50% on the run defense, but there were – Devondre wasn't perfect in tackling. No. Uh, Jaron Reed missed some bad tackles. I'd like to see more from both safeties coming up and hitting. Savage was trying to do like the bowl ole, you know, just tug a guy, pull him down, and let him fall forward for another four yards. Uh, there are some things that you know the defensive coaches are sitting in their film room today being like, Ugh, we got away with that one. Dean Lowry crashed too hard a couple times, just leaving a hole wide open. They're, they're, uh, and I texted but... you guys, Nagbare. Uh, they ran oh, a play. Yeah. To, they ran a play to the opposite side, and he did not keep the backside leverage, and he ran behind like his own linebackers and just kind of jogged to the other sideline. He's like, "Ooh, someone's gonna see that on film and run a reverse right back to Nabari's side. Maybe not a reverse, but they're gonna take advantage of that." Yeah, the two people that I was most disappointed in was Campbell because I thought he was going to just have a stud game, which we needed him to, especially with this backfield and and the short throws that they were gonna have. And there was like two or three just bad misses, just not not where he needed to be. And I'm going to throw this out, uh, and I teased it before recording that this might be a, a hot take. And I also would also backtrack slightly and just say it is week two, and he didn't play a whole lot uh, last eight, nine months. I don't think Jair is Jair right now. He, I mean, he got beat by the EQ play. He's missing tackles that he's usually sure about. And I get that he had the interception, and it was a great play where he flew from like 10 yards away to make it. But he is not right. And I know he wanted all that heat with Jefferson, but Jefferson made him fall over his feet a few times, and he just didn't get the ball. I, I'm i not worried. This isn't a Bakhtiari, oh, my God, is he Bach or Bach? But I don't think Jair is 100%, so thank God that Douglas looked freaking awesome. And Stokes keeps doing his thing, but I don't think he is he's where he needs to be. I would argue that because it was a we're playing a lot more zone than man, which we had done in years past. And Jair's injury was a shoulder, and he's he's probably the best tackling corner right now, if not for Russell Douglas to start the second quarter where he tried to bring some some juice to that defense. Jair was the one sticking his face in there. 
I actually thought he was Darnell Savage a couple times because the way he aggressively filled the hole. And then Savage was the one tackling like a corner that didn't want a part of anything. I was really impressed with how uh, the game was called for Joe Barry also. Loved the the spies that he had Quay Walker doing, uh, where literally he was hiding behind our defensive line, um, just watching Justin Fields. It worked a couple times. Um, but I, I really felt like, because we were so hard on the coaching staff, I felt like they came prepared this week. It was a lot better called game, setting people up for success. Um, I, I would love to see some more turnovers, uh, especially yeah, when you got a Justin Fields. Like, we need turnovers to win games. So uh, that needs to start to pick up here soon. Here's the question I would pose to the two of you. You know, Ryan makes a point we're only two games in, so the answer might be, that there isn't one yet, but what is this defense's identity? They can't, they don't have it yet because I would also, yeah, like Jefferson single-handedly beat us in week one. And I particularly did not like Chicago's play calling. And I think that they're in real trouble. As you mentioned, Uh, Josh, I'm very interested to see after seeing them on a good surface, how they get to eight wins. Holy shyster. But when you have, (laughs) when you have two guys in Cole Komet and Mooney, who both of us say are great players, they are, they are solid additions to your team. And in two weeks combined has two receptions for four yards between the two of them in two weeks. That's not good. That's not good. And I understand there's a new coaching staff and you have to adjust and they'll get to where they need to get to. But uh, Josh mentioned it, 11 attempts. Montgomery's great, and Herbert's a good little uh, handcuff. But I I just, man, I don't think the Packers uh, have a chance to say their identity because they haven't quite, I don't know. And we're not going to unnecessarily see it next week because Evans won't be there. Godwin might be iffy and probable. Julio Jones might be uh, iffy probable. Like This is the week Gronk comes back. Yeah, but it's it's <laughs> no, I'm with I you. think they're getting there, but I don't think we can definitively say this is who they are. I thought the I thought the juice, the identity was being formed in the start of the second quarter when Rasul Douglas made those two plays and he was hyping up the crowd and he was he was dancing and, and he was hitting. Sack. Yep, and you're like, Okay, here it is, right? And you wanted to see that go through the rest of the game, but there were some drives in the second half where the Bears just ran down our throats. And you're like, well, okay, that wasn't our identity. It was fun, but, you know, it's not consistent. And maybe that's what they're trying to form. Uh, but it's intriguing because two very different offenses had success against us in very different ways. Yet, you know, we've put up 30 or we've allowed 33 points total. So that's not a bad average. You know, it's not like it's a bad modern day NFL defense, but yet I'm still wondering. Is that pass rush real? Is the secondary actually going to be able to lock down guys, or are they playing this soft zone and they're not going to come up clutch against a great receiving core that we're going to see maybe not this week, but against the Bills and against the Rams. We're going to see receiving cores that can test us, and um, I don't know what we are yet. Hell, after tonight, we might have uh, allowed half as many points as the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I think depending on how games go on Monday night, we should be around the 6th least points given up through the first two weeks Didn't but there's the eagles some, allow 33 in the first game or 30 yeah that's that's what so we've still about. allowed less than the eagles yeah <laughs> super bowl champ eagles right everyone's prediction it, i would be remiss before we turn to the offense to not say that uh preston and that bum gary played very well they i mean they press i love preston, preston. might have that might have been a top five game for me he didn't oh, yeah. fight 
He didn't bite when Fields was trying to get him to bite. Like he he was in the right place ninety nine percent time. And he get he didn't get matched up on Justin Jefferson. <laughs> so that's always a plus. Or any wide receiver. When you keep your two hundred and seventy pound pass rusher away from a premier athlete, that's a good deal. Turning to our offense, which about as balanced as you could ask for in this next iteration of Packers offense. Aaron Rodgers, two touchdowns. Uh, Jones and Dylan had 37 touches. Simon Watkins is our lead receiver, thanks to a 55-yarder that I, I texted being like, I really don't want them to go deep. It'd be so fun, but it pissed me off if this goes south. And then, sure enough, he was wide open. But uh, the only other call I want to make before we kind of open it up, wide receiver one, Alan Lazard, one for one. On uh, touchdowns, I mean. Sammy Watkins. <laughs> <laughs> I loved, this was the game plan you were supposed to have in week one. You feature running back 1A and running back 1A. Those tight contested catches, those third and six situations, you go to your veterans. You find Cobb, you find Watkins, you find Lazard. They've got the strong hands. They've got the way to work the body to get the contested catch and come down at the first down marker in the go- in the end zone like Lazard did. And then you give your rookies the little shovel pass. You give Dobbs the screen pass. You give them high percentage plays that let them show their athleticism without having to overthink what the defense is doing and running over the middle. This was easy. This is exactly what it was supposed to be last week. So glad to see they figured it out. Glad to see any old average Joe off the street could have given them this game plan, but it worked. And, you know, hats off to the blocking to watch the line click uh, just that one degree further with Jenkins in at right tackle. I mean, you saw the the injury report come out an hour before the game. You're like, Jenkins is back. Jenkins is back. A little sense of like there's going to be a little more comfort for Rodgers back there. And you saw him get comfortable, work the pocket, extend the pass plays a little more than he was able to in week one. And to think we may be able to duplicate that on the other side of the line at some point this year. Uh, that was fun to watch. That's what the offense should be. That's that's my number one takeaway. Elkin Jenkins and the life he brought to the offensive line. It, it was noticeable right and away. He wasn't perfect. He wasn't no, perfect. No, he wasn't perfect. But everyone else, it looked like he just helped out everyone else. Everyone else played up another level um, and really put together a really nice game. But like you said, it was simple. You know, it was spread out. I love Sammy Watkins, three receptions. Aaron Jones, three. Cobb, three. Dubs, two. Lazard, two. Tunyon, two. Love that. That's how we're going to win is when it's spread out to everyone. Because let, let's face it, you know, we don't have that true number one. We have to make people think and wonder where the ball's going on every single play. Um, I loved the amount of times Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon lined up in the backfield or just on the field together. They had Aaron Jones split out as a wide receiver a lot in this game, which I also love. Um, and then my favorite play of the night was possibly that screen pass to dubs. Um, it wasn't very successful, um, but how they had it set up and the tackle and guard sprinting out and the wide receivers cracking in, not the one for 20 yards. You mean the one that went to the right side? Yeah, the one that went to the right side. But yeah. I, 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 they are cooking something there. They haven't done it before because they haven't had these speedsters with Dubs and Watson. So it's they're one of them are gonna break one. Dubs' feet are nice. God, they're. I mean, he's he's got some footwork there that's like he's gonna break some plays for sure. And you can just tell Watson's pure athleticism. They're trying to 
force the ball into his hands where like just get you on the edge and see if you can outrun someone. That's what I thought the deep shot was going to be when we got the ball in the half yard line. I'm like, come on. I was literally I rooting. It. Yeah, I was rooting to see the corners in press coverage because I'm like, come on, press them, press them, press them. You and know you they weren't going to do it, though. No. no way. Well, oh, man, what a comeback that would be, though. You're like, I know you dropped one last week, but how about a 99 and a half yarder? That would have been pretty cool. Uh, hey, yeah. Watkins is on uh, pace for 1,000 now. They're all set. I wanted to go back and listen. Did one of us predict Watkins being wide receiver number one? preseason yes. like before yes. we saw Dobbs I don't think he's going to score a touchdown though but they ran him you know not necessarily deep I know he had the <laughs> scored nine touchdowns in 1400 yards says Jeff <laughs> not necessarily 55 yarder but they ran him on those nice like 10 15 yard over the middle again like trust your veteran with work in the middle determining man versus zone settling or extending across the hashes Leave your veterans to do that and get the ball in the rookie's hands in those high percentage plays. This this game plan was flawless, at least for who we were playing against. You'll have to expand on that throughout the year, but that's the way to get the workies, the wookies, the rookies working uh, while still trusting your veterans for those those key plays. I wanted to throw a question. If Amari Rogers fumbled, actually goes to the Bears and it's a uh-huh. turnover, is he on the team today? Torres back at punt return. Oh, man, Rodgers' <laughs> quote on him was something, huh? Yeah. He's handling our returns, and that's all I got for you. Whoa, doghouse. He's not seeing the field at wide receiver. If both rookies are seeing this much time over him, he's never going to see the field, ever. No, no. And I, I mean, do you miss it? Fine. Yeah, nope. whatever. Nope. You need to assess the situation and move on quicker than the Packers have done in the past, so glad to see that that playing out. The um, Speaking of the run block, though, I mean, what do you guys think of some of the miscues? Bad snap. Rodgers to Dylan, handoff fumbles. So two fumbles there. There were a lot of. I'm gonna. I can't put it all on Josh Myers, but they happened to get through. You know, Josh Myers was getting highlighted on the replays. Uh, there were a couple times the Bear interior lineman was able to just slide right through, and it looked like a sliding like miscommunication, right? Like Myers is trying to reach to the A gap linebacker, the B gap linebacker, uh, and the backside guard is already engaged on someone else. So. Who it the, really, who it really line, fell to, it's hard to judge, but Myers got lit up a couple times. The line I wasn't so worried about because, honestly, this defensive line for the Bears and linebackers are a good crew, and, and they really good know point. what they're doing defensively. Yes, their offense looked, I mean, 11 passes, come on, they looked like a kid kid team, but the defense knows what they're doing. But And then that handoff, that looked like Aaron Rodgers went the wrong way and ran the wrong play, uh, but... But overall, not not too worried. I think Rodgers took blame. Whether it was his to take or not, he's doing the quarterback thing and took blame on that. And the miscue was Myers, you know, on Watson's cross. But I guess I meant it more so on the blocking. But uh, I don't know. There, there are a lot to clean up. But that's oh, yeah. going to happen when you got eight guys rotating into five spots. No, and I give credit to LaFleur. I think it was interesting, and I think we talked about it through text message he was setting stuff up for down the road and he didn't even need to use it, which was, there was setups where like Aaron Jones would be double, double backfield and Aaron Jones would almost sneak up and, and be right behind the tight end. And I think Lazard set up that way too, where it's kind of like bunched right on the right end. Things that immediately went for a handoff that, you know, is going to be a throw later. And it was really, really awesome. I, I think that the second quarter being such a blowout, uh, LaFleur's like, we'll save this. We're not going to show it. But 
you saw these formations and movements that will come back again and be the same play that's run five times to five different guys. And so, again, when when LaFleur is on, he is so, so fun to watch on this offense. It's just in the big games and next week with that Tampa defense is going to be another one where please do not overthink mm, this. That's going to be juicy. It is. It could get ugly fast yet again. I think we saw bad in week one. We saw good in week two. And maybe we find a little average in week three because that Tampa defense looks real nice. And yes. we're still finding our – I mean, I we've had a perfect game plan this week, so stick to that game plan. But I'm going to say we're still finding our footing. We're figuring out who we can trust when. Uh, that Tampa defense is going to pose some challenges. I have a, uh, I have a prediction pre-week of practice that this is the week that Bach is back. Will Bach be Bach? I don't know, but Bach will be back. I hope so. Man, I hope so. He was getting shit Okay, here's another question. What percentage of Bach being Bach are you – would you be like, yep, I will take that? Like an 80% version of him? Would you be like – That's the number that came to mind. I mean, he doesn't have to be a pro bowler. Just be steady, right? Give us a – you know, I I just picture Aaron Rodgers back in the pocket just kind of – floating you know just kind of waiting for something to open up downfield when that happens with Bach at left tackle and Jenkins at right tackle it's like Bach is back so here's another question do you push Nijman into guard do you put the Jenkins no. Bach back together on the left side how do you know they're no, both backups yeah no but there were so many there were, I think two or three free shots from the left side the bears had on Rogers this week, you know, that, that won't happen with Bach, you know, maybe every blue moon, at least he'll get a hand on him. He'll slow him down. He might force him, you know, to the back. So Aaron Rodgers can step up. But right now there's still too much pressure coming from that side directly at Rogers. So there's not even time to step up or even move. He moved to the right a lot in this game. If you watch it back, he went to the right way more. Obviously he's a right-handed quarterback. So that does help, but that's that's where it was open. He probably trusted that side a little more, too, to extend the block. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. That'll do it for this episode as we we hear more and more about the drama going down in Tampa. Hey, Uh, hey, a little underlooked credit to a guy we haven't had to talk about, Mason Crosby. Yep. We weren't even sure he was going to be our kicker coming into the year. You want to know what? Thank you for bringing that up, Dan, because I also sent a text in the second quarter. I said there is a certain unit of this team that is doing very, very well, and I don't want to jinx it. That special teams performance was one of our better ones in a long, long – We were there before the 20 on kickoffs. Our punk coverage was great. Amari had that nice run back. If you skip that one it was actually – It was a clean game. It was a clean game. We got 72 on one punt. It went in the end zone, but it's 72. I'm taking it. Yeah, he averaged 61 a kick. Like – it just yeah. came to me uh, like this morning. We're recording on Monday. It just came to me that like, hey, we haven't had to talk about the special teams. That's one good thing. But we haven't had to talk about the kicker. And there was a lot of conversation about kicker right. in the preseason. So like, hey, credit. Crosby came back, got back on time, and is making his shit. I feel and- like we talked about special teams turning it around like two years ago. And the then the floor completely fell out under us. So special teams group, do not listen to this podcast. You still, you, know, just, you still suck. <laughs> you know, but, but look at the signing of, I don't even know how to pronounce his name still, Darlene <laughs> Levet, Liavet, 
the safety from the Raiders that Asacha brought over because he loved him on special teams. Two tackles yesterday. Yeah. He's only on the field for how many plays? You know, six or seven, maybe eight. And he had two of those tackles on those plays. Absolutely love his energy that he brings to that group. I bet he gets everybody fired up for special teams play. I, I really like that player. Deline Levitt. Levitt. I think you're overthinking it. Down, Levitt. Down, Levitt. Yeah. You just got to have confidence, and then you're right. That's the way the world works. All right. Now we're done. I thought we were done before, and we almost we almost skipped our one time to talk very, very well about about that group. So I got an autographed football from Mason Crosby. Got to give him love when we can. I'm looking met, forward to the, the man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the preview pod uh, for this week because you guys are down in Tampa. You can give us the juice of the city. Uh, we're going to face a stifling, talented defense, quick, side to side. They can do it all. They can cover. They can pass rush. I hope we're at full strength on offense and our defense, even without the wide receivers, you're going to get tested. I will say Montgomery looked good. Leonard Fournette's going to run over you. If you're, if you're not tackling Brady will chew you up no matter what receivers you got out there. The the sports world in Tampa Bay hates Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. It it is a thing. And I I always forget that Tampa Bay used to be in the central with the Packers and an actual, you know, Warren Sapp, Brett Favre days. Yeah. Chad Clifton's on line one. If you want some mutual hate of Tampa. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, look forward to it. Glad we're back in the win column. One and one. NFL is weird. The Bengals are 0 2. Just got to be happy we're 1 and 1. A lot of games ahead of us. Yeah, we played our worst game just like last year in week one, and we'll just keep moving on from that. So, <laughs> <laughs> until next time. Thanks, everybody. Go, Pack, go. Oh!